have a few minutes? You won't believe what you can do with it. Open a Regions checking account online in as little as five minutes. Then enjoy award-winning service and banking tools and tech that help you live in the moment. Learn more at regions.com slash live in the moment. Regions Bank, member FDIC. Live from the Subaru of Gwinnett Studio, inside the Sinesta Gwinnett Place Atlanta Hotel, it's time for Regions Business Radio. Regions Business Radio is presented by Regions Bank. Brave the beginning, member FDIC. Now, here's your host, J.D. Mueller. That is exactly right. J.D. Mueller here. Senior Vice President of Commercial Banking Market Executive and host of Regions Business Radio for Regions Bank. So happy to be with you. We've, we, we had a little bit of a pause in, in the podcast production for summer, but uh, we're heading back into fall. And as we head back into fall, we are heading back into an extremely interesting business environment. And uh, I thought today we'd have a conversation about that with my very close friend and my partner, uh, my senior banker on my team, Phil Benelli. Phil, thanks for joining me today. Pleasure to be here as always, J.D. Yeah, brother. Uh, we uh, we pulled Phil in from another meeting. He's out on the speaking circuit today, so we're uh, throwing him in behind the uh, the microphone here with Mike Salmon and his crew at uh, Business Radio X. So the, the reason that I wanted Phil and I to have a conversation in your, the listener's presence today, was to to dig deep into how to prepare for the economic environment that it feels like we're heading into. And, and the quote that prompted me to think this way, and, and Phil, you heard me say this at least twice this week to customers and prospects, is this. And, and I could give credit, but I think it's probably in the general realm, so I heard it from other podcast hosts, and it's this. Winners anticipate and losers react. Winners anticipate and losers react. So really have been pondering a lot about this word anticipate or anticipation Mm -hmm. and how does it apply in business? Um, You know, in life, anticipation is, you know, thinking ahead, preparing for what may come, you know, uh, successful athletes, especially in, you know, speed games. I would think that a, a very good baseball hitter would anticipate what the pitcher is about to throw. You know, a, a Georgia Bulldog uh, defensive back is going to do a good job of anticipating where the opponent's quarterback is going to mm-hmm. throw it, leading to um, hopefully, you know, an, inter- an interception and a pick six. What, what it, from a sports standpoint, it's easy to talk about anticipation. But, but Phil, when you think about anticipating, uh, you know, in, res- in regards to business, if you're a, a business owner or an executive, when we think about anticipation, what comes to mind for you? Yeah, so you know, a big part of being a leader, I think, is is managing horizons. Mm-hmm. There's multiple horizons all the time. There's the immediate horizon with what we are doing today. Hopefully, that includes things we we planned at when today's horizon was a far off horizon, and mm-hmm. we plan those activities, but. But there's things we're responding that we do have to respond to that are thrust upon us. Yep. So we're in that day-to-day. But as leaders, we have to take intentional time to rise up, you know, climb up uh, so we can see the forest from the trees to look at it further horizons. Mm -hmm. And that doesn't mean we have a clear picture 
of what that will look like. Mm-hmm. We don't. We can't predict the future, but we can take in information. We could listen to, you know, you know, things. We've got this event coming up where we're going to have some economic data that we're going to that we're going to share from some some experts and we can look at things. We can go high level to get a macro view. We can go to a boots on the ground level to hear what our employees are thinking, but we've got to take intentional time to try to see what's coming and plan for multiple scenarios mm-hmm. to prepare, you know, our business for for what could be. Yeah. So so you mentioned that we're we're uh, we're in early August of 2022. We have an event coming up on August 25th uh, here in Gwinnett County. Our uh, chief investment officer from Regions Bank is going to be joining us. We're going to do a dinner. Uh, we're going to hear from him. I just think that you know, if you're a business owner and you're an executive, and you would like to join us for that, please reach out. But it's important because if you're the chief investment officer of a publicly traded, you know, bank. You probably have a different horizon mm-hmm. view of the horizon mm-hmm. uh, than somebody that's running a manufacturing company in, say, Swanee. So, as local bankers, we're serving our community, our business community, by bringing in this resource. Chief Investment Officer of Regions Bank, he's going to give you a view of a horizon that we don't have locally as it relates to, you know, maybe the market, interest rate management, and things like that. So, you know, put that on your calendar, August 25th. It is, it's a local dinner. I would ask you to reach out to me. You can find me on LinkedIn and we can talk about that, but did want to open it up to, to local business people. Phil, we've, we, we've had a couple of opportunities over the last, let's just say three weeks to, to work with clients, get ready for the coming. Mm-hmm. Some may, sto- some may call it a storm. Uh, others may call it a bump in the road. Uh, certainly there is something afoot in the economy. And I think from our purview, we see companies that are doing extremely well and some that, that, that may need a little bit of uh, shoring up, if you will, heading into the uh, – but, but one thing that, that jumps out at me, for those companies that are prepared to weather the storm well, they've anticipated what was going to come. That's our key thought for the day, anticipation. But a strong balance sheet hmm. can help a company get through rough patches. Mm-hmm. Is it too late for local companies to strengthen their balance sheet in anticipation for what lies ahead? What's your, what's your thought on that? Never too late to work on the balance sheet. <laughs> and, I, you know, I think business owners a lot of times are so focused on the income side. Got to grow. Got to get revenue. Got to grow sales. And when they do that, then they, they focus on, oh, expense management. So they're working on the P&L. And the balance sheet is such a key tool which we have to focus on not just for surviving negative situations you know mm-hmm. i think about this it's it gives you protection it gives you scrambling power mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. but if there are choppy waters or any sort of market disruption you also need firepower mm-hmm. so you don't just need to be able to withstand negative but a strong balance sheet will allow you to take advantage of opportunities Ooh, yeah. That's right. to grow. We've got a great customer that we've worked with uh, many years, and he looks forward to, I mean, obviously there's negatives and downturns for his business too, but he said his business grows in downturns because he's able to expand his uh, staff and his human capital as maybe some companies lay off some top talent. He can scoop those up to prepare him 
for the next upswing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and, and I think we've seen that a lot over the last couple of weeks where clients uh, with a strong balance sheet are really, and I don't think anyone's excited about recessionary pressures uh, in the economy, but those that have prepared can not only weather the storm but can thrive within it. Go. Let's go very quickly to the basics of the balance sheet. And I mm-hmm. think you're exactly right. The majority of business owners, let's say primarily companies that where the, the owner acts as CEO, CIO, COO, and CFO, mm. probably have less appreciation for a strong balance sheet than a company that does have a CFO. And, and that's okay because, you know, as a small business owner, we wear – that same person that has all those C-suite responsibilities is probably, you know, sweeping up um, and locking the door and flipping off the sign at the end of the night. But having having a strong balance sheet and understanding that the decisions we make have to have to be more broad. Mm. And what I mean by that is, yeah, pay, pay as you mentioned, pay close attention to your income statement. Don't always make decisions based on how you can reduce your tax liability, mm. which I think is 98% of all decisions in smaller businesses are made. How do I reduce my taxes? Yes. you got a great CPA. We can name all the CPA firms that we've had on the show and the ones we work with. They all do a great job. But if we only look at performance through the income statement and how we reduce taxes, we're really missing the boat as it relates to the strength of the balance sheet. Why is that so important to lenders? Mm. Well, Lenders, you know, and and you know, obviously within the bank, we we do many things for our clients. You know, we help them with a wide range of uh, financial needs, but a primary one is access to capital. Mm-hmm. They need us to provide capital, to grow, um, to manage short-term expenses in their working capital, and we want to see that. You know, from the lending perspective, we want to see that scrambling power. Yeah, because we know that when we provide a dollar of capital today, it's going to be repaid over, you know, whatever length of time. And so we want to see that the company's in a position that if they have to scramble and if something goes down in their ability to repay, they have that strength to, to draw from and that they've built up. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's just a, the key. That's key, that's so crucial for importance. And then really, you know, we're not equity partners. We're, we're providing debt. But we want to see that the, the business owner is not taking everything out of the company that he or she is building up a balance sheet Mm -hmm. so that we're in it together. Yeah. Yeah, uh, You know, one of the first lessons I learned in lending was uh, this gentleman that, 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 you know, I admired a great deal who'd underwritten a ton of credit by the time I got in the business. He always pointed me to the retained earnings line Mm. and, you know, as the, the retained earning lines being a, a calling card or, you know, a, a, a marker for how well the company has done over the lifetime of that company. Mm-hmm. So, you know, the balance sheet does paint a picture. Mm-hmm. And as we head into a recessionary period, having a strong balance sheet and making decisions now, mm-hmm. although regardless of what news source we may listen to, we can all agree that there's some recessionary areas sure you know uh so so we need to just pay attention to the balance sheet let's switch for a moment if we can because you do a really good job of this and i'm not asking i don't think that we're equipped nor are we educated nor are we authorized to talk <laughs> about where we think 
rates are heading or what mm. they're doing. But are there things that customers can do to prepare for a volatile or a rising interest rate environment? Certainly. Well, first off, look at the different loans that you have. You know, and are what are those like? Are those floating rates or fixed rates? So if if we anticipate there could be a rising rate environment, if I have three loans on my balance sheet, two of them have fixed rates, one has a floating rate, and I want to mitigate my risk some, there I might want to prioritize paying that floating rate debt down earlier. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, I also might want to talk to my bank about tools to fix that rate if that's possible, mm-hmm. right? Maybe I can convert that to a fixed rate. And then also I might want to build up cash so that I won't have to borrow later. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. so if you if you locked in a longer term fixed rate three years ago, you want to leave that debt in place. Yes. Even if you have all the cash to pay it off, save that cash because your oper- your cost of capital is higher now than it was then. Yep. And um, so you you, you want to, with the balance sheet, you're really just, you're focused on how is my company capitalized? And you want to maximize that. So the lower cost of capital that you can have overall, the better. Now, you did something over the last week where you analyzed a company's debt structure and their, their cash on the balance sheet and their interest rate arbitrage between the two. Not going into details about that, but in general, you know that in a in a in a rising savings rate mm-hmm. environment too, to to figure out how those two how to how to connect the handshake on the interest you pay on your the debt side of the balance sheet, and how the how you manage the interest you earn on the um, on the asset side. And that is a great concept that has been a foreign concept. Yeah, <laughs> for a little while because there hasn't been rates. Right. And so, yeah, if you are if you're maximizing the capital structure of your business and rates are going up, you want to minimize debt that is floating so that you're not paying those higher rates. But you also now you need to be speaking to your financial institution about getting a return on your cash, which was not there. And now it is. Yeah. yeah. So that's an asset. You know, you as a as a depositor, you are lending the bank money. And you're, you now, the rates that you charge are going up as well. So you need to focus on that and be, make sure you're communicating with your bank about that. So we had a situation, uh, I'm going to wrap all of that up, and, uh, and, you, and you mentioned this, but it brings up a, a situation we had earlier this week where we helped a customer. You know, leading up until now, sometimes if you're doing an improvement on your building, you know, or if you need a quick turnaround on a piece of capital equipment and you have, you know, this line of credit over here, sometimes companies will just tap into the line of credit and they may, heck, they could do a complete building expansion or, or whatever. But now, if you've, if you've used your line availability for capital improvements or long-term capital, might want to think about how to peel that off the line balance, fix the rates before they continue to go up and, you know, lock it in. 100%. So that is a great point, J.D. With with that appropriate capital structure, how is your debt structured? So if you do have debt, if you've put longer term assets on your line of credit, you want to term those out. For sure. Two reasons. As you mentioned, you want to lock in a fixed rate. There are no fixed rates on lines of credit. 
B, you want to free up your line of credit. And if you're if you're concerned about what lies ahead, but your business has been performing well, now is the time to approach your bank to increase your line. Put the access to capital in place now so you have it if things get rougher later. Yes. You don't have to have just cash on the balance sheet. You need access to cash. Yep. That's yep. very important. Yeah. Okay. So you, you took us right to where I wanted, and, and it's it's somewhat of an abbreviated show today, but you took me somewhere that I wanted to and, and ask you this question, see how see how far you can take this. But, okay, you borrow XYZ company, I'm Mr. Business Owner, Mrs. Business Owner, Executive, whatever. You, you borrow money from a bank. And typically you go to closing and you're checking a couple things. What is my rate? What is my payment? You know, what are the fees? You hit those things and, and, and everybody's in a hurry because they've got to get back to the office. You know, we've been to hundreds of closings like mm-hmm. this. You want to go in, sign, get your money, make sure the rate and fee are correct, and then you walk out. What we fail to think about are oftentimes banks have reporting requirements. Mm-hmm. You know, it may be as simple as your annual business tax returns, personal tax returns, personal financial statement. It may be quarterly financial statements prepared internally or compiled by a CPA. As we go into the seemingly recessionary times, mm-hmm. How can companies stay ahead of that, and how important is the timeliness of that reporting? Mm, Great question. So I would take it beyond that and beyond required reporting to encourage companies to increase the level of communication with their banker. Yes. You know, know, when we do loans, they're based on a certain condition of the company, so we want to stay up with that. We want our fingers on the pulse, mm-hmm. right? But it's not just to manage our risk, it's so we can advise our companies. Yep. And I have customers who they provide me with financials every single month. They don't have to, but it's because that's how I stay on top of what's going on at the company. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. whether it's good, bad, or ugly, I want to help them. And if I don't know, I can't. Yeah. Now, now we're in a world of high regulation, increased reporting, when, when a company does that, when a company maybe over-reports to their bank, it's, it's going gonna, it's gonna to sound like a silly question. But doesn't that allow the bank to be more nimble in responding to requests when they come as opposed to somebody that is sort of in the, keeps you in the dark and then all of a sudden needs something? 100%. And if something waits till the last minute, the help might not be able to be given. Correct. Also, the relationship could be strained. If your company has a major problem, then you might want to say, hey, I'm not in a rush to have my bank know because I don't want them to have concern. And I am afraid that would impact our relationship. I would look at it to the contrary. Bad news is best delivered early. Yes. And even if it's something that's going to have negative consequences, if my son takes a cookie from the cookie jar, this is going to be a lot different of a situation if he comes up and says, dad... I took a cookie I shouldn't have versus if I go in there two days later and find the cookies missing and he hadn't said anything. It's over. That's yeah. no good. No good at all. So there's <laughs> no help for him then. So if there's a negative thing, the, tell the bank. The bank should be your consultant. They're your, they're your, they should be help. And, and, and they, you know, we as bankers are dealing with many companies. We're seeing many things. Yeah, yeah. We might have some ideas. The earlier we know, the, the sooner we can help you. So be an open book. I would encourage that so strongly. Yeah, avoid surprises. Right. 
and 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 we know there's surprises are coming for you business owner business executive we, we know it it makes me think about you know everybody anticipates you know quarterly earnings calls from publicly traded companies and then what what do publicly traded companies put on their website they always put their annual report i think if you're a business owner i think if you're an executive of a, a smallish business you would do well during these times to number one do sort of a, a quarterly business update and provide that to your bank and then consider doing a year-end annual report like a small business annual report and within that report you know provide the financials by the way rip provide them before the bank asks for them mm. you know there are i hate to say it but most loan agreements uh, allow for the bank to increase your rate if you're not reporting in time please i'm, I'm asking you all not only to review your documents but just get the information in it will help you and it will help the bank but also take take some time to brag on your company mm-hmm. um the, the 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 idea of a small business annual report where you can talk about key new hires key new accounts any strategic decisions that you've made over the last period of time that the bank would benefit from knowing that allows us to move quickly with you mm-hmm. and advise because it goes back to your idea of, of of the horizon our horizon is is much more broad because we see a variety of situations mm-hmm. putting all those together to your strength is something that we should be doing for you mm. i love that and and also as we talked about you know anticipating and not just reacting allow to sit down with your banker so you all can anticipate together yeah and to anticipate the future, you have to have a good grasp of the present. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and be truthful with one another. Maybe you increase your interaction with your banker, and you're, you're, you're being proactive so that you can both anticipate. Because one thing that we like to hear from our customers is, well, I've never thought of that before. Mm. If, if you get together and you're talking about, well, you know, this account is softening but I see if I see I can gain more margin with another account if I had more capital or if I had this piece of equipment. Okay, well let's let's see if we can help you with that. Mm-hmm. So anyway, a, a broad overarching discussion there of a couple things in regards to anticipating. Number one would be you know just the overall importance of a balance sheet heading into recessionary times. Mm-hmm. Number two is having a uh, an interest rate conversation on both sides of the ba- of that balance sheet with your with your banker. And then is increased uh, reporting and interaction between bank and client as we head into um, into the times ahead. What have what have we missed? Anything in your mind that you could think of that 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 customers and clients would benefit from hearing today? I think that that was a great summary. I would just add as a regards outlook. You know, we started off with the importance of the balance sheet. Have touched on it throughout, and I mentioned that it provides both scrambling power and firepower to take advantage of opportunities and i am a firm believer that one should always play to win not play to not lose Uh risk mitigation is important but i would allow yourself the positive motivation to say hey i want to build up my access to capital i'm going to focus on this maybe i'm going to trim some expenses or or minimize some distributions or something to work on building my balance sheet right now because opportunities that certainly could arise i want to take advantage of them i began my career in banking in december of 2007 the month that the recession started 
Yeah. And Jolly. in 2008, 9, and 10, I saw many individuals who had strong balance sheets and had access to capital purchasing up assets for, you know, 10 and 20 cents on the dollar, which paid major dividends for them. And they could not have done that without that access to capital. So look forward to opportunities that certainly could arise. Yeah, I, th I think about a client that we have in our book of business that um, does business with, you know, a, a local company that provides a service. They build boxes or something. And the timing is the time is coming that if, if this company is ready, they'll be able to buy that supplier and further streamline, you know, their operation by owning, you know, part of the overall process. So, you know, be looking for those things. You know, I would say it brings up a good point, really. If you're confident in your balance sheet and you're confident in your banking relationship, then you should be having discussions with suppliers, vendors, mm. partners about what their plans are. Because heaven forbid one of them just call you one day and go, hey, Phil, we've, we've sold the business. We're out. See you later. When you could have potentially been in the hunt for that transaction. Mm -hmm. So all the things that we discussed today are not only preparing for your company to to perform well and withstand the, the, the coming headwinds, but also maybe flourish so that you can make acquisitions as needed. Because we do know as our population ages, there, there are a lot of first and second generation business owners that do not have a second or a third generation to leave the business to. Mm -hmm. So we need to be on the lookout to, to, to get those opportunities. Mm -hmm. Most certainly. Yeah. Well, Phil, thank you for being here today. It's good content. We do hope that, that everyone finds this helpful. Again, I, I, would, I would say as you're listening to Regions Business Radio, if you do not have a commercial banking relationship that is leading you and engaging you in these types of conversations, please reach out to us. This is what we do all day, every day. Talk to customers. Our team is ready to serve, and, and we can have these conversations we want to know how you've been performing over the last several years so we can pick up the ball where it is and run forward. So Phil Benelli, Senior uh, Vice President, Commercial Relationship Manager with Regions Bank, based in Gainesville but covering all of Gwinnett. Mm -hmm. Thank you for being with us today. Thanks, J.D. And that's Regions Business Radio, brought to you by Regions Bank, member FDIC. Regions Bank, member FDIC, equal housing lender. This information is general in nature and is not intended to be accounting, legal, tax, investment, or financial advice. Regions believes this information to be accurate when recorded, but it cannot ensure that it will remain up to date. Consult an appropriate professional concerning your specific situation. The information should not be construed as a recommendation of a specific course of action for any individual or business. All Regions products and services are subject to qualification requirements, terms, conditions, fees, and credit approval. 